Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, Geek Freaks. I am TC, joined as always by JJ. What up, gentlemen? And Toy Story. Good evening, guys. So, guys, we have got a hot topic for you today. It's going to get heated. We're going to be more animated than even usual. You're probably <laughs> going to love or you're going to hate what we're going to say. But, you know, we'll get into more of that later. Um, we Hopefully you tune the whole way through because we are doing our good, the bad, and the ugly uh, 80s awesome geeky. movie review. Geeky. Or what? The good, the bad, and the geeky. Shh, and I messed it up. <laughs> You're doing so well. No, I was on. I was on fire for a second. I, I felt like I levitated off the ground for a couple seconds there. Um, yeah, but we're doing the uh, the last Starfighter. Uh, it's been a while since we did a movie review. It won by literally one vote over yes, Big. It's so my big, wife. <laughs> it's my wife. Oh, Joel is saying it with her. I don't know. So. They got, they, um, yeah, so next next time we do one, it'll be big versus something else, and uh, we'll see what happens. Now, I'm sure that that intro got you guys wanting to get right into the thick of it, but we're going to leave you on pins and needles for a little bit longer, and we're going to turn it over to Toy Story for the Geek Bee. Thank you. Just a couple things before we get into our hot, hot topic. <laughs> so first this week, it was finally announced that the – uh, Netflix series Sandman, based on Neil Gaiman's iconic comic book series, obviously after a, a year and a half after being picked up, finally has a cast and is set to be in production very soon. This is like a manga, right? It's like a graphic. Um, it's, no, it was, it's it was published by DC. What's that? It was published by DC. Was it DC no, no, or Vertigo? Yeah, I think it was Vertigo, but that's DC. Mm -hmm. I don't. Oh, you're uh, saying it's a show animated? Yeah, is it an animation? Because I remember when we watched that DC show. I thought they were showing a lot of animation, like that DC, like that. Remember when Disney did the Investor Day, mm -hmm. but like a couple months before that, mm -hmm. uh, DC did something. Was like, wow, that was pretty cool. And then we forgot all about it because now this is live action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is live action. So they finally announced the casting, and Game of Thrones fans will notice that Gwendolyn Christie is going to be playing Lucifer. Uh, I did hear that people were buzzing on the internet about um, excitement for. Game of Thrones castings. I yeah. do like her. She is a she's yeah. a really great actor. Have you guys read this book? Probably not, right? I have uh, not my thing. It's like it's it's um, I I've read it a couple times. It's very much in that Alan Moore kind of category, you know. Yeah. And Alan Moore and Gaiman are all in that to get that that same area of like, you know, very, very like thought provoking, weird, you know, stories. I feel like Alan Moore is a little better though, and Alan Moore hates Gaiman too, right? I think we. I, I think I found that well, out. I don't know. They did work on Miracle Man separate, like the same run, but one after the other. I don't know if they did it together. But. Yeah, I, I, I recall like while I'm doing my while we were doing That's research, a good question. Like, for Vendetta, like they they don't like each other, or at least um, Alan Moore doesn't like um, Neil Gaiman. What? <laughs> um, I'm I'm sure I'll check it out if it's yeah, any good. I'm excited. I, I've like I said, I'm a big fan of the book, so I'm really excited to see this finally. And it's Netflix, you said? Yes. Netflix. Interesting that they're not going HBO Max. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll see. Now that you brought up HBO Max, I just saw it today, uh, Justice League, uh, March 26th. Oh, was it? Oh, something else was March 26th. Oh, yeah, something I'm more interested in. Well, we'll get into that later. <laughs> so he has he has confirmed that it's going to be a single showing, a uh, single four-hour So they're not right? splitting it up into four episodes no, he or whatever. Will not be. I was like, nope. uh, okay. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Boom Studios is releasing a book called Berserker very soon. I think we all have pre-ordered the Royal oh, yeah. Collectibles original variant cover. Yeah, I got um, some regular coming. <laughs> yes. Um, but so they, they announced this 1 in 1,000 variant that's going to be signed by Keanu Reeves, who's working on the book. And JJ found out today that it's going to be priced at like $2,800. <laughs> That's insane. I Which don't is get kind, of, uh, kind of in line for one in the thousands, actually, now that I think about it. So you know what actually happened, though? I think there was, for the Kickstarter, you could have actually got a $1,000 copy of the book. Um, this was unsigned, granted. So this, I'm assuming, is a 9-8, right? Ungraded. Yeah. Yep. I meant to say it was a, it's ungraded. It's great. I, it's, I, it's, 
I think it's the, graded. The, the one on the Kickstarter was ungraded, but I right. think for like a thousand dollars, you got a signed one as well. But <laughs> uh, the ones on Kickstarter was twenty five hundred. Oh, was it? Yeah, and that was upgraded. I think yeah. there was two levels, though. I think that was Were the there? max level. I think there was a thousand dollar level where you just got signed by him. It's so wow. crazy. I mean, I, you're paying for his autograph, so I mean, yeah. does he? I don't it's know, it's he... cool if you're a fan, but it's I mean, yeah, I don't know, how much money we spent on stupid autographs, you know? <laughs> I love him, but like, I don't love him like that. Like, I think yeah, he's a great either. guy. I enjoy most of his movies, but he's one of those guys who, because you know, we all know, like, he's out in the public a lot. He takes public transportation. I mean, to go up to him, and say, "Hey, can you sign this?" Does he really? Oh God! Oh yeah, oh, that's cool. He's very. He's a very public guy, like public as in. He's not like the guy who will rent a car service or limo to go somewhere. Yeah, he's very down to earth. You know, he doesn't wear flashy clothes or anything. Uh, There's a there's like a viral video, like someone took of him, like he was sitting on the subway and like everyone was sitting down and like some woman like came on the train and he got up and said, "Oh, you know, please please sit down." And like he didn't he didn't know the guy was like recording him or anything. You know, he no one reacted that he was on the train. So, Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, He's great. Up, but I don't want to get <laughs> Next up, we got a new trailer for Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, you guys watch it? Dude, I'm not insane. I'm not even into monsters, and I was like, I have to see this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I liked the King Kong movies a lot when I was a kid. Um, did you Did you see the other movies, uh, TC? Yes, you... I saw Godzilla. I didn't see the most recent one. I think. Did, I... You see, did you see the King Kong? I saw yes. the King Kong movie with Jack Black. That was the last one I saw. That Jack... was different. Yeah, no, no, that, no, was, no. that was different. The one with the whole Marvel cast. No, is in I didn't the, see that. the latest one. Um, and then right after that was. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen was in it, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Was, uh, Captain Marvel chick, um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and Tom Hiddleton. Hiddleston. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen Hiddleston. was in Godzilla. Oh, is Take, she? Yeah. Well, what's her name? Uh, Seven's in Godzilla, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Bobby Brown. She's such, <laughs> a, great, she's such a great actress. <laughs> I think she's going to be a huge star. She's excellent, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is exciting. I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah, this, I mean, this, I would like to see it in the movie theater, but if not, I'm fine watching it at home. Yeah. There's no date for that yet, right? It just says 2021 still? Yeah, I think so. You're undecided what they're going to do with it, probably. No, it's but I did see it listed as HBO Max and movie theaters. Oh, it's just so not it's, a date yet? It's going to be an HBO Max movie. I think they're probably like still trying to push it a little bit because they want that movie cast. Like if yeah. things open up, I feel like there's definitely going to be more people that are going to want to see that in the theater. Definitely. Mm. All right, next up, um, another trailer: The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. JJ, you yes. I just I, I just saw this today. Interesting. I the first Mighty Ducks, and I saw it only like once a long time ago. Yeah, uh, you you want to just sign off for the rest of the episode there, person? <laughs> I have seen it though. <laughs> I mean, we got my daughter to watch it the other day, and she was wasn't into it at first, and then she kind of got into it, and then she like asked to watch it again the other night. So I guess she liked it. Wow! But like I saw, like it's very, it's kind of cute. Like it's got um Lauren, what's her name? I think it's Lauren Graham, the girl from some WB show. I can't remember the name. That Gilmore Girls, mm. that girl, the dark haired girl who played the mother, and um. The uh, Emilio Estevez is in it again. Then, you know, a bunch of kids. It seems a little like it's so funny. Like when I watched that movie, like when I was a kid, it seemed like it didn't seem like as like childish of a movie. This seems like really like more suited for like kids than I, I don't know. It, it could just be because like I remember watching it as a kid, but I, I think I, it's something cool. I think me and my daughter may check it out. And I think it's, it's more, you know, seeing that it's on Disney Plus, and I think they're trying to push, you know, they're trying to get that, not the not the toddlers or the adults, but the people in between. And I think this is that show that would do that. I, I think so too. And I think Noel will like it. And I'll, I'll probably <laughs> it looked like a nice show. It looked like a cute show. I'm hoping they'll bring some of the old cast members from the, from the movies into it every so often. I don't know. I mean, not all those guys are big stars. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some. It'd be cool if like some of them are like parents. Like maybe they have like a love interest with Lauren Graham or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, we got the Superman and Lois two-hour premiere. Will yes. be coming out on February 23rd. Yes, so I initially had zero care about this until I saw the preview, and I was like, you sons of guns. You actually got me. <laughs> you got me. There's a preview for this? There, there was a preview for it. It actually looks really good. Didn't see it. All right, I'll check and it out. I, listen, I would Is check it out. Is it related to anything else, or can I watch it? Like, no, I so I would just watch it. I listen. I'm not watching anything else. Like I think I've, I, I keep recording Flash. Every other show on on CW I've deleted from my recordings. I haven't watched like 
18 episodes of Flash. I'm probably going to give that up. If anything, I may just watch this one until it goes bad, where they all normally do on the CW. But, I mean, from the trailer, it looks very, very well done. I'll check that out. I'll have to check it out. I haven't watched a CW show since season two of Arrow, <laughs> when that was live. <laughs> uh, the last good one was the Deathstroke one. And after that, it was... <laughs> All right, next up, Titans Season 3 has casted Jay Lycurgo, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, as Tim Drake. Do we know this guy from anything? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I have no idea. I've never seen him before. I, I saw his picture, and I've never no, I didn't recognize him. So that's the third Robin, right? Do we have everyone? Well, from the, from the boys, actually. from the early boys, until there was other Robins that came along? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he also has a supporting role in the, Bat in the Batman movie. Oh, like a new one? Imagine he plays Tim Drake in that, too. Oh, are they crossing over? Maybe. Could be. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to eventually watch that. It seems like they're bringing a decent amount of new characters. I mean, Barbara Gordon got announced, like, last week, too, right? So. That's right. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Um, so I had one last one to um, talk about before we go into our hot topic. <laughs> um, I just uh, re read and picked up my copies of our good buddy uh, Tom Travers's. I got mine. Are oh, you gonna make me take mine out? One <laughs> Studios presents. I got my it's, it's somewhere. So <laughs> I wound up getting three copies of this. Here's, and I, here's the stickers. Hi, that's good. <laughs> the stickers are on my wall. <laughs> on my door. My door. Nice. My sticker door. So um, yeah, I sent up two copies to uh, CGC to get um, to get graded. Did I was you like, really? give, me, give me your minty. Yeah, I gave it to um, I gave it to Best and asked them to uh, to send them to uh, get graded. Signed? So I, I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I had him fill out like the letter. So I had to like bring the letter, and it's just like hopefully it works. But yeah, it was. Um, it'd be cool to get like one of our actual buddies, like you know, books grade and everything. Like someone who like hasn't been published before. And I read it, and they were pretty cool stories. I mean, I told, cool. I, I did give him one critique. I was like, listen, I was just like, I love like your loose lines and stuff for commissions. And I told him that I was like, but I think for like with the colors and everything, I was like, I think you're gonna want to tighten those up because one of the was like a couple of stories he did, they were really tight in the lines, and then a couple had like the looser lines. I was like, honestly, dude, I was like, I think for these, do the do the tight lines, but uh, otherwise, you know. For the commission, still do like the commissions are really cool. He's like, it's so funny because he's like, I have so much trouble like not like doing tight lines because I love the loose line look. I was like, dude, I like it too, but like I just think for like the comic story, it works better. Yeah. But he had some it wasn't just like his main character, Battle Skull. It was also like he had a couple other stories in there. There was like a garbage pail kid like inspired story. And not, not about the guard. And then he had this like um this other one where it was like this like space battle. It was this like shark versus this like dinosaur thing. And like the commentary was hilarious. I loved it. It reminded me a lot of like the commentary from like the Padre from episode one oh, yeah. they were just like, joking around it was it was really funny well but, people uh, should check it out yeah like so it's on you can pre-order if you're in the long island area you can pre-order it at grasshopper right now i think he's working on a few other sto local stores but um you can also hit him up directly at um at tom travers art and uh he is working on pre-orders right now so make sure you uh you get it out to him as soon as you can good oh, stuff yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I have for the geek beat. Do you guys have anything else? That's all I got. I'm ready. Okay. Sorry. Sit back, relax, and listen. <laughs> all right. Stra strap in, boys and girls. TC um, has prepared a dis dissertation for us. Yes, I, I I worked on my college dissertation on uh, <laughs> on comic book buying, and here it is. So I'll be honest with you guys. Up until a few hours ago, today's episode was supposed to be called Comic Collecting 102. It's kind of a continuation of advice that we would give to, you know, the comic community. Uh, we were going to talk about UPC labels. We we're going to talk about price variants. We we're going to talk about, you know, grading labels and their inconsistencies. But we decided to go in a different direction. And we are calling this one Buyer Beware. And it's going to, it's not going to be actually what you think. We're not going to be calling out other people. Just listen. So this is something that's been going on in the community, and it's been happening for a while now. But recently, we've been noticing it's been getting much, much worse. 
it's the price gouging happening right now in the comic book market and it's getting ridiculous guys i don't know if you know i'm sure we're not alone there's plenty of people who are highlighting this problem that's going on but what i want to do is ask you guys a question on this who do you think is to blame it's the vendors it's the sellers no no it's you the wow. listeners you are all buying at these inflated prices. You are the ones to blame. Now, I'm not saying there isn't market manipulation going on here, but all these books can't be market manipulate, manipulated. It's just impossible. Now, J JJ, I'm glad you said that because what I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this are saying is, now, wait, it's not my fault. It's the shysters, greedy dealers, and these so-called comic influencers that are causing these books to skyrocket. Well, by no means are they off the hook, but they're the same animals they've always been. That's been <laughs> going know? on since the six, 70s, 80s, since the beginning. These are people motivated by not love of the comic culture, but it's just greed. You know, I can see like a lot of these people who, who do this stuff, and I'm not naming names. We're not giving anyone credit or, you know, calling anyone out. We're just, you know, we're reporting what we're seeing, and we want to just, you know, give our advice on it. Whether you, you disagree, agree, we're fine either way, you know. But these are the type of people who I could imagine cutting flowers from your garden and trying to sell them back to you. If you buy them, who's the bigger fool? Dealers have had the same stripes since day one, like you said, Toy Story. So their actions at this point shouldn't surprise you. You know what they're going to do. But honestly, I mean, I'm not even trying to attack them. <laughs> the bad vendors out there, we know they're going to get what's coming to them eventually in one way or another. So, you know, I'm not here to attack them. And there's plenty of vendors who, you know, they're good vendors too. You know, it's it's not all bad. And, you know, some of these people even go as far as say, hey, I'm not a fan of comics. I don't read comics. I'm just here to sell comic books and, and you know, turn a profit. And you know what? I actually probably respect them the most because at least they're being honest. Mm. So, you know, I mean, uh, what's that? It's a job to a lot of them, too. You know? And it is. And, and listen, like, I understand if, you know, you couldn't get into anything else and you kind of fell into it and you don't really love it, but you make a living off it. And listen, if that's the case and you're honest about it, you know, it is what it is. And, and like I said, again, there are a lot of fair good dealers out there who love and respect this hobby, who are just trying to keep up with the fair market value. So we can't, I'm not placing complete blame on the dealers because, you know, they're looking to make money. And, you know, when a book's selling for $6,000, you know, one month and last month it was $5,000. Like, why would they sell it for $5,000? I mean, listen, we try to be fair when we do stuff too. But I mean, we listen, we love comics. I love reading comics. I love collecting comics. I love looking at my comics. But we still sell. We occasionally sell. We've done a handful of in-person shows. We've done, you know, IG shows, you know, and we buy, and there's books that we buy with high speculation value too, if we can get them, you know, at the right price. But I, you know, would you classify us as dealers, guys? Would you, would any of you think we're dealers? No. no, no, right. Our primary reason to sell comic books is to buy more. Buy comic more. Books. Right. Yeah, exactly. Every so dollar that I made from both sales that we did, I bought comic books. With. Listen, yeah. whatever <laughs> wasn't whatever wasn't stolen from me from my wife went back into comic books. You know, I have to I have to pay you know my consigliere her her fee. So, um, you know, but otherwise, you know, I'm looking to buy more comics with it with it it's um and you have no choice because you have to do that because the major keys now like just think of us we have like pretty good jobs and you know we're not we're very lucky in that respect and we still have to sell books on the side to avoid to afford some of these keys like you have to be, just want for our collection too it, and it's crazy and it's like you know a lot of these we're not looking to flip it's just i don't know um you know and on top of that most of the books that we buy you know, or stuff that comes right off the comic book racks, or it's like stuff we've cultivated over the years for our personal collection that, you know, we just later on decide to buy because the price climbs so high. It's just like, hey, you know, you know, I'm looking for this book. So, you know, I might as well sell this one so I can afford that one. But, you know, I, I want to get back to my point. Sorry, I, I went off topic there and I was just trying oh, to defend our honor a little bit. 
But um, as people who have sold books before, <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, I'm not saying all people who sell books are bad. I'm not saying you shouldn't sell. Books. You wouldn't have books if there weren't dealers, right? I, I yeah. like the fact that these are also valuable. It's mm -hmm. it's not the point I'm trying to make. I don't like that they're. I'm not saying they shouldn't be valuable. You shouldn't sell them, and I'm not. And I'm all basically saying you can't ultimately blame the dealers because they are only setting the prices. You guys. And, and you know who you are. I'm not calling out specific people. You guys out there are the ones buying these books at these prices. And, and Tori, sorry, you actually said something to me. I don't know if it was yesterday or early today that you said, oh, I guess, um, and this is one of my most hated quotes in the hobby. It's what everybody it, says. It's when people say something is worth what people are win willing to pay. And I hate that. It's such a sleazy scumbag, like, saying and i'd be willing to bet money that the person who, who first said this was like some 45 year old dude living in his parents basement comics have a determined value there are plenty of resources out there for prices on both raw and graded comics but sellers just and they and the sellers know all these resources they look at them but they keep pushing the envelope higher and higher and you guys just keep paying whatever they tell you to pay if you know, if this comic pusher, you know, tells you to buy this, if you know, only one person has that one book you're looking for, you have to have it now, and they're asking a thousand dollars more than it's going for. You just have to buy it. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You could be smart and not do that. Um, you have to stop letting these guys determine the prices because they're going to cause irreparable damage to the hobby. As it already stands, there are people who actually love comic books getting priced out of collecting what they love. Listen, like I said before, we all do pretty well. We're not just being a bunch of grouchy, complaining guys here about the high prices. The fact of the matter is we can still afford a lot of these books, because, and we're very lucky for that because of you know all the reasons I said. We have good jobs. We occasionally sell books on the sides that are valuable, but there are people out there who are getting priced out of the market. You know, right. and the people who truly love comic books, not people who are just trying to be greedy. And I'm saying, and you know, the biggest thing that's really worried me is the writings on the wall. And I think, you know, they're going to ruin this for a lot of people. I mean, it's just, it's really upsetting to me. And, you know, I got so worked up about it yesterday. And th this happened, you know, th the reason this happened, we've, we were looking into like pricing some books, you know, Toy Story was looking to get rid of one of the books in his collection. I'm looking to finance an AF-15. Yeah, and so that's basically what it is. I yeah. can't afford an AF-15 by myself, so I need to sell some of my books. And what we start, and it, it, that just like, by doing some research on that, we started down this path where we've seen within the last, I would say one to three months, maybe in some cases, five to six, there's books increasing a thousand dollars fold from the previous sale and these aren't even books that have additional speculation and that stuff we'll get into other places i mean toy story i think you were you were compiling a list of like the type of books that this was happening to there's a couple and one of them was one i saw today a sale on ebay now i'll preface this with obviously the data that we have you know gpa whatever that's all based on you know ebay sales heritage sales we can't track instagram sales right guys Especially since those, even as as prevalent of those have been right now, I guarantee you that's going to be something that changes very soon. But um, so X Men One, I saw today a CGC one point eight sell on eBay on an auction for sixty one hundred dollars. That book, the though that same book, same grade was four thousand dollars just in November. I turned down a four point five for sixty one hundred dollars like last September. That is four point five. Can you believe that? Yeah. Now, this is a whole other conversation, which we'll talk later. Was that market manipulation? Who knows? But it's a sale that's there that's recorded. And listen, there, there's definitely some of that happening. You know, people can say whatever. There's there's proof out there. There's people digging and finding that there's actually people doing this. So th there's a fact that that's happening. And, you know, we don't know on every single thing where it's happening, but it is happening. So that's part of the problem, too. Mm -hmm. Another um, one. And one that TC's after that, he doesn't know if he's going to be able to get because of this. Hulk 181, he's looking for a 9.0 white pages. Mm -hmm. That book you could have gotten for around 5,500, just even just even September, October. Mm -hmm. Now, last sale, this month, 7470. Without any reasoning whatsoever. 
Yep. Have you? And, did you guys hear that Wolverine got casted, or the X Men have been casted for any movie? Is that the same status it was when Disney when Disney bought Fox two years ago, or whatever that was? So I mean, like, I like from that point, like from that bump, and again, like this is something we're gonna get into. Like when that happens, like okay, I can see like a a, a small bump here, right? Like, That's a fifty percent bump. It's it's crazy. And I need to in this grade nine point oh. I went back about a year. Seven or eight copies sell a month in nine point oh. And and listen, like we were looking at this earlier too. When you go year over year since like what basically 2016, you're seeing only like a thousand dollars a year. And, and that's fair, like especially on a major key, that's fair to see like that type of growth on a major character. But that's like what you what you would expect. But a 50% bump from going to from five thousand to seventy five hundred, two and a half thousand dollars. Why? And then as soon as that happens, well, now everyone else is going to charge 75 And they're going to charge more. Eight thousand. The only way you can't do it, you're going to get away from it, is if you don't pay it. Mm -hmm. You can't pay it. What else do you got? There, there's it's, it's not like there's I mean, there's there's a lot of these copies out there. It's not like it's a rare book. It's not a rare book. I, I went on this rant many episodes ago that it's not like, rare. <laughs> and the fact that it's not his first appearance. Like, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's... We're not going there. <laughs> It's not. I just like it because it's first cover appearance. That's yes. right. That's yes. right. And I got you. But you know, the, the the point is, like, there are thousands of these books out there. You know, yeah, there's a lot. And, and I'm not saying they're all nine O's or anything else like that. But there's a yeah. lot of them out there for these prices. It's it's amazing. It, there's definitely a lot out there. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, there was one that both me and Toy Story were like looking at very hardcore. What was it like in the beginning of quarantine last year? It was Maybe only like, just the beginning of the summer. Like Forty seven hundred for a nine O. And like it wasn't going anywhere. Nobody was buying. We just wanted to buy it because it was such a good price, you know. And, and, I'll, like, and I'll take it to an extreme because a couple of weeks ago I saw somebody post. I guess there was one on eBay. It was a nine a, a nine point eight of this, and the guy was asking seventy thousand dollars. I saw that too. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry to say, seventy five seventy thousand dollars for a Hulk one eighty one, where there's there's a, there's thousands of them out there, like you. You can I'd get something, you can get something totally better yeah. with seventy thousand dollars. I'd love to see I'd love to see the um the the numbers on how many nine eights there actually are. There's, oh, we there's, can check the census, but I'm not going down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably right about there being at least a thousand, Jim. I, I would imagine there's more nine eight there's more nine eights than you than you could than you imagine. Like there's yeah, I, uh, I don't doubt it. I think you're hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. Shall we even talk about Star Wars yeah. <laughs> in the last few months? I mean, not even not even the last few months. It's the last couple of weeks. I'm going to tell you first. That this is the book, obviously, Star Wars number one, 1978. This is I turned down a few CGC 9.8 copies last year, the year before, because they were. I was like, oh, 900 bucks for this. You know, it's not the. It's not the. My whole thing is this is not like. It, I guess it's the first appearance of these characters, but like in a comic book. It's yes, yeah, in a comic, but they're mainly popular from movies. It's yeah. not like superheroes where it's vice versa. That's a whole other thing. But I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get it one day if I get it for like 700 bucks. <laughs> so um, beginning of 2020, you could get a copy for 800 to $900. Around beginning of summer, June, July, they went to 1100 1200 This month, last sale, $3,025. And, and I know for a fact this one is influencers as well. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this one's been a big one on the influencers list, and I'm not gonna. And it's not just there's not just one influencer. We know, you know, we've mentioned them plenty of times, like what influencers we're talking about. But they're not the only ones, really. There are other big influencers out there. And listen, my, my biggest problem with influencers are, and this isn't wasn't really part of the topic point, is that if you're going to be an influencer, if you're going to be creating these lists, I think they should have the same rules as CGC and grading companies and CBCS. You're not allowed to collect or, or sell comic books if you're working for this company and do they're doing something where they're causing prices to go up and down they have direct influence on the prices in the market and they should be excluded they shouldn't they should exclude themselves if they had any honor honestly from from buying comic books and, because, and i'm sorry go ahead no, no go ahead, ahead. And, no, and, no. We, and we talked about this just a few yeah. seconds ago it's just like being a stockbroker like a stock you know like mm -hmm. if you're in that market you can't buy stocks yeah you know what I mean? So, because you you have that influence, or you 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 know things. It's 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 a hundred percent the same situation. It's it's basically they're basically insider trading, right? Doing, and not only are they insider trading, 
is that they're they're they own it already, and then they're telling you this thing costs a thousand dollars, and like, oh, and by the way, I have fifteen of them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I'm sitting there staring at my nine six Star Wars number one, going, "What the hell?" Like, I, I had no idea. Like at third three thousand dollars. I mean, come on. What? Oh, you don't have a nine eight? I don't, because <laughs> you know, I it was on my list to get, but not with those prices. I'm not going to spend that much. I mean, listen, I know to a certain degree, and again, like this is something we we discussed earlier, and so I'll go through it kind of quickly. You know, with Star Wars, I understand a little bit the bump, like not to the degree that we're talking about. But, you know, Disney is, like, really developing this property. You know, the show Mandalorian took off, and it brought it shed a lot of light on the star, on star Wars as a whole. You know, once people said, all right, well, there's this Boba Fett book. Well, there's this book. You know, once people start digging into Star Wars, and, you know, you are grabbing new fans, too. So more people getting into it is going to raise the money, sure. But, again, that's not the main cause. It's, it's definitely, you know, other people and, you know, situations. But there's a lot of star Wars books out there that people weren't interested in. And now that there's Mark, the market is flooded with these new fans. They're like, Oh, there's this book. There's this book. And of course the flippers are there too. They're like, Oh, the, I mean, listen, from a flipper point of view, it's just like, I've always said like collect every single first appearance of anyone. Like if you That's get a deal, you know, grab it, put it in your collection. If it's a nice book and listen, like it for a while. And if you know, it, it blows up, that's great. But you know, like I was, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's two different things what what we're trying to do and what other people are trying to do. I think you know, I'm trying to make a buck so I can buy like a really big book. These people are just being so greedy. Like and the greed like and listen, greed is always going to be something that exists, but it just seems like it's it's greed to the point of it's hurting the industry and the hobby. And that's what really upsets me. So two things on that. So you know, going back to Star Wars, I mean, you know, now with the inf the influx of, you know, all these shows that are coming out, now we're getting all these new comic books, you know, so you're getting all these flooded. These books are not even making it on the shelves now. Even the newer stuff, the new yeah. stuff that comes out, they're not even making it to the shelves now because everybody's buying them. And just like your point is, you got these flippers who come in, they don't buy one copy, they don't buy two copies, they don't buy three copies, they buy a handful yeah. And then, oh, oh my God, the Facebook marketplace, hey, I've got 30 copies of this, and you know, and there you go. And, and I'll even take it a step further, Jim. Some some bad comic shops are probably just holding like 20 of them and, and selling them and marking them up. Off. Right. And that's, you know, because, and that's the other thing you see, like, you know, what was the last book? The uh, High Republic? High Republic. Like, I bought three of the books on eBay. And I, I'm not sure if it was a You didn't even buy three of the same ones. You bought three different versions. Three variants. Right? Yeah. There was three variants. It was the regular. But this guy had like 60 of each, you know? And I don't know. I don't think he was a comic book shop because it, it didn't look. I'm not sure, Matt. I got the name from you. Um, I just did an eBay search. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> here, <laughs> here you got to, you know, this guy probably went into a store, grabbed every single one, and then saw a lot of these shops are limiting. Like I know, like you, you go to to Midtown Comic, they limit a lot of these books to one per copy, one per person, right? They do. Some of them they do. It depends on how hot the book is. It's um, it, it really is crazy. I just I don't but, even know what to say about yeah, it. And, <laughs> you know, and you go back to you know the market manipulation. You know, you, you got these people out there. You know, who make these software, these things. You mm -hmm. know, and. They push these updates out and, oh, my God, I got to get it. Yeah. And then they buy handfuls. And, and the thing with that is, too, and, like, it's hard, again, because we're coming from two different places, right? Like, we all have full-time jobs. Listen, if there's something really hot and I can get two, like, yeah, I might do it. We all do like, that. It's not I, like, I would never go in, though, and say, oh, you have 20 of this? I'm going to buy I would one. never do that. Like, I just feel like a bad person doing that because I know there's people out there that truly want the book. And, listen, like, you know – there's p new people getting into it too. And that's the thing that stinks. There's new people who are getting into it and they might want to have like, you know, not, not even like an AF-15. They may want to have like a book that we consider like a smaller key. And they're just trying to work their way up to it by getting a few of these like new hot keys and they can't even get them. 
Right. It's like it's like you know an entry level because that was like one thing I remember when we had like our comic book one hundred and one. I was like, hey, you know, start small. You know, pick up a couple weeklies if you hear something's hot. You know, pick up a couple of them, sell it for a hundred bucks. You know, buy a hundred dollar book, and then you know just try to keep building and building. Let your collection pay for your collection, and that I'm I'm okay with. Like if someone's like if someone's like saying, hey, you know, like I'm gonna be a straight shooter with you. I paid this for the book. I'm really looking to get at least that out of it or a little bit more so I can buy this book. It's just like, hey, I respect that I'm doing the same thing. It's just like, but when you're, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I paid, you know, I took this from some old lady. I got the whole collection for like 800 bucks. Uh, give me $25,000 for this book. Um, first of all, that's already $5,000 more than what that book is worth. And you basically stole the, robbed that from someone <laughs> to a certain degree. It's just, I don't know. I, I just, Maybe I'm just a different type of person. Maybe some people are okay with that, you know. And it's it's a dog eat dog world too. I get that. And you know, some people are okay with doing that. And I know it's not a crime. It seems like a crime to me, but I, I just don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like it. I got it. What else you got there? Uh, um, so this is this is kind of my theory. So I think there's right now there's two types of buyers, right? And let, let's exclude you know, actual manipulators and that stuff from this. I think the first type of buyer you have right now is there's a buyer who doesn't care how much they pay. And I don't know if it's, they want, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of different thought process around this. Maybe they, I don't know if they want to pay a high price just to brag about being the one who got a book or if they have hooks on a buyer who will pay even more than they paid or maybe they just can't help themselves. And, and this is the pro, the, pro, the one that I'm thinking is most likely. They can't help themselves because they want the book so badly they will pay any price. And honestly, there's not much you can say to this group because, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, there's really no logic behind it. It's just like, you know, they're just going after it. I, I just... I'm desperate, desperately pleading with this group right now. Please stop what you're doing. It's hurting the market. And and this is coming from someone who, like, listen, I can probably swing, like, one or two, like, really nice big books a year if I wanted to. But, you know, I, I don't want to pay over what, you know, what it's going for. And that's the other thing, too, that you have to – which you brought up a good point um, and that everybody, you know, has to figure out how to decide. How do you decide what something is worth then? Yeah. You know? It's it's a like good if you go on GPA and you see this book has been consistently selling for seven thousand dollars. Yeah, is it worth that? You know, is and it worth that? Because people are because <laughs> when you go back to like that comic book price guide, like, like, and that's still something that comes out, right? What do they value like that book for? Not that, right? Mm -mm. So, like, listen to a certain degree, I get it's what it's paying for. It, listen, if you give me a valid reason, like, let's say December. You know the book was five thousand dollars, which it basically was. Like, let, let's give the example of one eighty one. January, I don't know, like five hundred. Yeah, let, let's say Keanu Reeves is announced as Wolverine. All right, he, it's happening. He's gonna be in freaking Wandavision. Let's say. <laughs> I was like, All right, it's a it's a big thing that's happening to the to the book. I that's a price jump you could see. Even if it's like a big story, like even if it's something big happens in the comic book, like he becomes like Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, there's a legitimate reason for why that's jumping. When you jump $2,500 in one month without any reasoning behind it, that makes me very suspicious. Here's an example, too. Amazing Spider-Man 300. Mm -hmm. Why is that jumping so much? Doubling, tripling. I mean, I know they have the new movie coming out, but I've had that book for six years, and it has stayed the same damn price for five and a half of those years. I got one. Did I get one the same time as you, or did I get I so, a? Yeah, I got mine years ago. Yeah, I have a nine too. It's yours is much higher. Uh, well, only by two grades. But I think <laughs> I got mine in like 2018, and I got it for it's doubled in value for sure. But you know, going going back to your, you know, you're bringing up the GPA and all that. Like, not a lot of pop, not a lot of people use that or know of it. That's the other thing too, though. These values that you see, this book sold for, this book is selling for. You're seeing eBay sales. You're seeing heritage sales. You're seeing Comic Connect sales. You're seeing pick up everything. Yeah, it's picking up the high market places. It's picking up auction houses, which I argue is the minority of the market now. 
a lot of deals are private. A lot of deals are on things like Instagram and Facebook now. And I won't say I won't say minority, Matt. I don't I think, think minority. I think a lot of it still happens. I the farthest I'd be willing to go is saying 50 50. Yeah. I still think that these are, are still the bigger places. I think, you know, so the problem is we're becoming very, um, you know, engulfed in this Instagram world. And, so as, see that more. and as big as it is, we see a lot of that. Um, but I still think there's plenty of people, you know, and, and you got to remember a lot of these people, if they don't sell something quickly, they're going to eBay or one of these other places. And, um, you know, that's where that book winds up unless it's, you know, offered otherwise. Um, yeah, so, but do do you think so? Do you think this price fluctuation is due to the fact that there are no shows going on? It's it, it's it's definitely possible. I I do think, and my the interesting part is too is like, will people go to as many shows? I know you know we know some vendors specifically who are doing really well with this Instagram selling and other selling, where they're like, hey, I'm not going to do another live show. But when it comes to like you know the New York Comic Cons of the world, I think once the world starts opening up again, I do think we're going to see a little bit you know come back to reality because you got to remember too, people aren't go going on vacation, people aren't you know going they got out. Money. There's a lot. People are sitting on a lot more money. Yeah, for the people who are out of jobs and, and who are having a hard time, there are people who have more money now. Of course, and you know there are sellers that realize that, and they're like, well, you know, like I'm going to pump this up five hundred bucks. Oh wow, somebody bought that. Next time I sell it, I'm going to pump it up another five hundred bucks. Wow, they bought that too, and that's the problem, guys. Mm -hmm. So listen, so I let me go into my second point here. So the the two types of buyers. The first one are people who don't care how much they pay. So the second one is people who are either, and we touched on this, who are either ignorant of what fair market value is. Or the people who are just being taken advantage of, and like we said, guys, there's so many resources, and you have to, you really, if you're gonna buy comics and you're gonna buy expensive comics, you have to put your research in. Don't get caught up in like I don't want to lose it to this other person. Let the other person buy it for more than it's worth, guys. Stop being the high watermark. My thing is, I never, going forward, unless there's like an absolute reason I need that book and it's going to be worth a lot more than that, I don't want to be the high watermark on a book. I don't want it showing up on GPA or eBay. Like, oh, what was the most one expensive one sold? Oh, yeah, that's the one I bought. <laughs> like, don't be the high watermark. And again, unless there's a legitimate reason to, to increase in value, it's just, you know, refuse to even pay the last sale price, honestly. Like, especially if it looks like a ridiculous price, like the 7,500, it's like, I'm not paying that. It's like, I don't know where that price comes from. I was like, listen, like I'm in it for like, I'll give you $500 less than that. If you're interested, maybe if not, I, I actually, I don't even think I offered. I think I, I didn't even make an offer. First of all, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, and, and on titles where you can't even see potential for growth right now, like what was one, what were one of the other books we were talking about where. There was like I for, I can't even remember what it is right now, but there was a book that was like really going up in value with like no reasoning behind it. Like you know, eventually Wolverine and X Men are going to show up in the MCU. People know that, but like there's there's been books where we've seen that just like like why like why is this book like five hundred dollars more, a thousand dollars more? It's just like there's no correlation that it's going to be worth more anytime soon. And like, honestly, the best advice I can give those people, it, it, ask someone you trust in the community. If you want to ask us, we'll be honest with you. Ask anybody except for the person who's trying to sell you something <laughs> to be to be completely forward uh, with you guys. Like, you know, the, the person selling something to you isn't going to give you, the, isn't the best person to ask for advice. But at the, at the same time, like we have dealers that we trust. We have, oh, you know, people okay. who we buy books from all the time. Right. I'm not saying. No, we're not screw us so right. if you can find someone like that or if you know right. someone like that use them and buy from them they yeah. have to, you know yes you know no i agree 100 what i was trying to say is like maybe not always ask advice from the person you directly yes buy. definitely I, not that you know the dealer isn't a good person like listen you know there's even people we love we know that they have the best price we still confer between each other it's like hey what do you think about that is mm -hmm. that a good price should i do it i was just like you know we have these conversations all day long that happen just within our group yeah you know, you have to have like a consortium of people. You know, this is this is a community. The best part, honestly, about this is it's a community. So you have so many resources. There's so many people who are into it. If you're just one person, you know, start start making friends with other people. Try to be – listen, when I first got into this, I was like a sponge. I wanted to absorb every possible bit of knowledge I could get about it from people of all ages. 
people who are interested in all different things. You know, we have friends interested in DC, Batman, like literally so many different types of books, you know, golden age books, silver age books, keys, obscure characters. I mean, we have a very eclectic and very, you know, I feel like well-rounded group of, in a, you know, in our inner circle that really cover a lot of this stuff. And, you know, I, you know, that's part of why you want to be in it, honestly, you know, develop your own inner circle in within the community. Um, Cause at the end of the day, guys, you know, we love this hobby and we want to continue to see it thrive. You know, don't let the dealers and the flippers call the shots because true collectors are really the only ones who have the power to stop this. And I also don't want to, don't get discouraged from this price thing. You know, don't, don't decide to leave the hobby because honestly, if you do that, the people who are the bad apples, that's what they want. They want the people who have like this knowledge out of the hobby because they want to prey on the, the weaker people. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you know, I've heard other people say that. It was just like, I, I really do agree with that. You know, the, the less informed people, the better for, you know, sellers. You know, we're on two different sides here a lot of the times. There's good sellers 100% and deal with those almost exclusively. You know, and there's, you know, there's people out there who are just trying to get you. And it's that's never going to change. It's never going to change. The only thing that can happen is that the buyer gets smarter. The buyer gets, you know, more informed. And it's stop, you stop paying these ridiculous prices for things without any reason. And listen, we, we harped on it already. If there's a reason books are going up, fine. But, you know, find out why. <laughs> Look at this. Hey, like, why is this $2,500 more? Do some research. If you can't find a reason, don't pay it. Yeah. Guess what happens? It could go down again. So, and that's the problem with a lot of these. I mean, they're going up really quick. It's going to eventually come right back down. I mean, if, if this gets bad enough, it could crash the market again. I mean, it happened once before. Don't in the nineties. It happens again. Yep. So, are we how many friends do we have who have been calling um, a market crash for years now? It's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of people we know where it's just like, and listen, you know, we, we even spoke to um, City about it. You know, when City Limits was on here, it's just like it'd be great for for the people who buy it. It's the sellers that would be hurt. So I was like, listen, if I can sell my books, that's okay. I could get more that I want, though. And that's the thing that really makes me happy is getting the ones I want. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think right. that was okay, right? I wasn't too mean, was I? I, no, I think okay. it was firm, right? I don't think it's anything new either, you know? But it's not. We're just reiterating. So the problem is, is that it, it gets – I feel like it balances out for a while, and then it gets, and then it gets crazy again. And then it will balance out. And right now we're in that crazy spot. It, well, it went crazy quick. That's the problem. Yes. It and went crazy a lot quicker than normal. Maybe it's all the Christmas money going around. I don't know. Um, remember the um, remember last episode we did the top five books that we want to get in twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. My list is now down to one because I don't think I get the rest of them now. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I got I got there. one of them already. Yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're helping me fund that one. <laughs> yeah, you see, I'm I'm helping the people. I'm, I, uh, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> uh, well, you threw in delivery after an argument, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let, let's uh, let's close this out on a positive note and do our review for uh, the last. Uh, so let's do our the good, the bad, and the geeky '80s review for the last Starfire. Oh, I love this movie. All right. How many times have you seen it, Jim? I mean. A lot. I, I remember, so this movie came out in 1984, Last Starfighter. I remember seeing this, the poster. Yeah, I was born. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. Because, you know, it, the poster had the Star Wars look and feel to it. I I thought at that young, young age, you know. Was it like a, was it like an indie movie kind of at the time? It wasn't big budget or anything. It was not a big budget. But I think it, like, it was. Because, like, what I liked about it is you could, like, the effects were definitely not on the level of, like, Star Wars. No, no. Like I mean. That, it was like it was like what's the word? It's more computer generated. I mean, this yeah, it was all three D animation. I you know, like it had a lot of heart to it. I thought the, the budget yeah. on this was fifteen million back in nineteen eighty four. I mean, it's it. still a lot of money. I mean, you got to think about like how much it must have cost to produce that type of like three D effects back then. It must have cost them a lot of money. Because think about it, even like video games and stuff like that. You didn't start seeing like those level of effects until nope. like. So I was like, you know, it was weird because it looks so different, but I was actually kind of impressed by the level of effects on this. It, like, 
there was a good amount of authenticity with like sets and costumes. I thought some of the costumes were, were really good. Like, you know, the aliens look good. Um, it was, it was cool. It was a very, you know, kind of good. Do you want to recap? We always so, do this. Yeah. So last Starfighter, basically it's a, you know, a kid who lives in a trailer park. He, you know, starts playing this video game. Alex, <laughs> right, right. Alex Rogan. Um, but the, you know, this video game was basically a test to go fight this, you know, race planet people uh, in another galaxy. And Alex Rogan was one of the best. And that's where this comes into play. Yeah. It, it, it was a pretty cool con. I did actually like it was an original idea. I liked it. The concept uh, is fantastic. I love the fan, you know, the, the concept of this. You know, it brings it it brings a lot into the, you know, it brings in, you know, arcades, video games, space, mm -hmm. you know, space fight, you know, fighting. And you know, the the story was pretty decent, you know. You can't yeah, knock it for being 1984. But it brought a lot of elements in um, that I enjoy. Yeah, a hundred percent, I agree. I um, so Lance, so the the main character Alex Rogan, he's actually played by Lance Guest. Is he like the only other thing that I really knew him from was Halloween Two? He's not the same guy from Airplane, is he? No, that's no. someone else, right? He kind of looks a little bit like him. Yeah. Nope. Um, but yeah, like I think I remember seeing him in like Halloween too. He was like some random like orderly or something like that. It was just like I haven't seen anything else this guy was in. It's funny, yeah, but you know who I did see in this movie that I was I noticed right away. Uh, so Catherine Mary Stewart plays yes. the girl Maggie, and I was absolutely in love with that girl in Weekend at Bernie's. I was That's like, she's from. I was oh, like, I oh my it. god, I know this girl. I love this girl. I was uh -huh. like, what was it? In, what was she? Because I always get her confused with the girl who's in Wraith. And I think the girl in Wraith is actually the one who plays like the kind of like kinky mom in um, uh, Stranger Things. Okay. But like I always like get those two. I was oh, like, oh my right. god, which one is it? I was just like, yeah, um, I love her. She was oh, like, she, yeah, she was one of those '80s babes. You know what yes, I mean? Hundred percent. As soon as oh. I saw her, I was like, I already like this movie. I don't care what happens in the rest of it. <laughs> I mean, you you had some kind of somewhat big names. In it, you know, uh, she was one of them. Uh, Dan O'Hillary, yes, the, the old man, uh, the head of OCP and Robocop. Yes, I, I can't believe so. He played Grig, like the orange or red alien. Yeah. And I was that him in the makeup? I can't imagine he did that. Was him in the makeup? Yes, that's amazing that he did that. Um, that's I mean, cool. he was huge. I mean, so know, like that. The, the guy who picks him up was he someone big too? Because I like he seemed like he was, but I didn't know him for anything. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been, older been a, actor, right? he's been in a lot of movies. I mean, he was in um, a lot of the, the Music Man. I mean, I, yeah. I remember seeing the Music Man when I was a kid. I mean, he was in a lot of musicals back in the back in the sixties and and the fifties. Um, he died like two years after this movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but a, a lot of comedies, a lot of you know comedies back oh, in the day. He was a good comedy comedy actor for sure. And I don't know where he was. I must have missed him. But apparently Will Wheaton was in this movie. He plays one of the, like the brothers' friends. Really? Oh, in the credits. I was like, I don't know. Wow. He, he must have been like legit, legit. Lewis's <laughs> <laughs> friends. Yeah, look yeah. at that. So huh. yeah, because I went through the cast list to see if I like recognize any other names. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it was yeah. um, it was really good, you know. So as we were watching it, the first thing I thought of was like the War Games movie, and I was like, after it was over, I was like, oh, this is so much better than War Games. War Games, I was so disappointed by War Games. I I did it's not. Like it. See, yeah, totally, I like that. I don't know why. Yeah, that's War, a games? War Games. Yeah, I really like War Games. But they're yeah. two different movies. I, yeah. I can't even. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Compare the two. But I feel like they have like a similar the feel. Way where, to like, video game related, and he yeah. like. He, he no. takes over this thing, and he's the only one who can figure it out. And it's just like, I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, when I saw this, I really wanted the video game. Like, I wanted this game. I wanted to play this game, and there was no game. Yeah, because like it probably would have cost like ten thousand dollars to make like a three D generated game like that. <laughs> it would have been fantastic, and that's what I, you know. So, like you said, you know, there's a lot of three D animation, three D graphics in this, and. Uh, for that time, you know, that was pretty new. And I would yeah, think that this was probably one of the newer movies, you know, back then, one of the first-ish movies to have that. And 
they did a really good job on it. You know, there was some still blockiness of the 3Ds, but you know, like the 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 uh, the ship, like the last Starfighter ship, the like that was beautiful. The, the whole animation, like that, was really clean. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was gonna say, and the thing I always like to take into account, it's especially when we do these. 80s ones is you have to remember like when it was done and like compare like and you can't compare things to Star Wars because Star Wars was on like on another level but um it's just done really well and like you know they were bringing in like kind of a new technology and it was just like listen like if I saw that in a movie now I'd laugh it out of the theater yeah. like, I was like, enjoying the hell out of those effects I was like that <laughs> that was just cool like like back in 19 I was like like whoa like I, mean, I don't remember seeing anything like that and and I never saw this movie as a kid I don't know how I missed this but I don't remember seeing anything like that until like the 90s. Like, you know what the video game really reminded me of? Star Fox. That was yeah. the first time mm, I remember yeah. seeing a video game that looked even close to that. But and these graphics, but these graphics were a lot cleaner than that. Yeah, they were. <laughs> because it was also probably pre-recorded and you're not actually playing. But, <laughs> but even still, like, how cool of a name to call a, a ship a Gunstar. Like, that is a cool name for, for a ship. Gunstar. Um... But yeah, I mean, it, it had a lot of different, uh, you know. You know what scenes like? I was like watching; I was enjoying them. The, the scene where I was like, "Whoa," was when he was um, the, the what was his name? The alien, yeah, the robot was Beta, in the, his bed. Beta Alex. Beta when Beta Alex was in the bed for the first yeah. time, and then he pulled the cover like, off, and you saw his face. I was like, that was pretty grotesque. <laughs> I was like, those effects for this kind of movie, I didn't expect that. <laughs> and, and even him when he took his head off and put it on the thing, like that was really you know, cool. Yeah. <laughs> trying to look for where i mean you know that the dad is underneath there somewhere yeah, yeah somewhere but you know the way that the camera position it's old like cool it's so cool it was the practical effects are, are i really love like finding out about like how they do the practical effects it's just so cool and, and you're not all over the place you're either in the trailer park mm -hmm. or you're in space so there wasn't a lot of you know a lot of location direction like it was pretty straightforward yeah. and i kind of like movies like that like it, that, yeah. it doesn't take away from the actual story right. or what's going on i mean so to some de degree it was like only almost oversimplified but again like it was totally enjoyable like it didn't it didn't try to do too much for what it is and there's a lot of movies when you get it like that like in that genre especially where they're just trying to do too much at once and it's just like uh here we go um, but I, I, I think I actually love like him better as like the beta Alex. The beta Alex was probably my favorite character, uh, more so than like regular Alex. Like the robot version of him was so cool. He goes, uh, like, the, do you want me to stick my tongue in your ear again? Thing, I was like, like what? Like, who's all doing the, that? All the other girls had nothing, yeah, nothing. Yeah, when he's replying, <laughs> he's like, just listening to what the other guy is saying. That was great. So you know, th it's been in talks for a long time. And I think, you know, it's back up on the board again, but there is apparently, there is supposed to be a part two to this. It's always been, it's always oh, been wow. a part two. And I, I haven't looked it up in a while, but I think there's still, it's still on somebody's desk That's for a part two to this movie. Because really, I mean, they left it open. <laughs> they, they, they did leave it open. I mean, you know, the, the, the bad guy, the one guy, he did get away on the escape shuttle and... You know, we can go from there, but um, you know, it's such a great movie. I love this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. Who wants to go first? So I, the last time that we do youngest, youngest to oldest, oldest to youngest. Yeah, we'll do oldest to youngest this time. So you know what that means? I never have to go first. <laughs> Me? I, I'm gonna yeah. give it. A, I'm gonna give it a nine six. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I love this movie. Okay, I mean, hey, you know, it's to Easter. Uh, you know, it's 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 you know, it, it it just watching it again like yesterday, it just brought back a lot of good memories because I mean, I've seen this movie so many yeah. times, and it's one of those movies I can keep watching. It's fun to watch. Yeah, uh, and even though you know what's going to happen, it's just it's it's a, it's just a fun movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll totally agree with you because you know, there's definitely some movies that we've watched, and I was just like. Yeah, I just don't need to ever watch it again. Like, what was the first one that we watched? The Kurt Russell movie? Uh, oh, my favorite. I've watched that twice since then. The thing. I, was like, <laughs> I don't even. I don't ever need to watch the thing again. Um, I I really did like it. I don't. I, I don't know if I'm going to give a higher grade as you, JJ, but I'm going to give it a solid seven zero. I think that's a really strong grade for it, and I I think uh, I I think it's 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 right about where it should be. It's uh, definitely for me. 
movie. And I, I would 100% if you've never seen it and you enjoy 80s movies, definitely check it out. Yeah, I for me, any movie that's a solid movie that I thoroughly enjoy, and that's about it, which was this, is 7.5 for me. So that's what I'm going. I was between 7 and 7.5, but yeah. you know what it is? It's definitely I, good. It's not like, you know, to me at least, it wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't anything stellar, but I yeah, enjoyed yeah. the hell out of it. A solid 80s. And, yeah. you know. So I'm reading uh, as of October of last year that it's uh, – the last Starfighter writer said there is a sequel that's still moving, <laughs> still moving forward. Um, looks like a co one of the co-writers did uh, Rogue One. That's uh, so. I mean, we'll see. You know the the crappy part is though, like once you get that far along in time, do you almost want to see like a movie like this with updated graphics? Because you can't like you can't go back and do those same type of graphics, but at the same point, like you almost lose that the feel that the movie had. It's mm. interesting. It's an interesting. Um, I would rather see a part two than a reboot of this. I don't want to see a reboot. That's fair. I think I think reboot for me reboots usually ruin the last movie, yeah. you know, the, the original. So I'd rather see a part two. And yeah, I mean, let's for 1984. Those were extremely advanced. Graphics, 3D animation, whatever. Especially for a lower budget movie like that. Right. 2021, if you're going to do this movie, like, let's get it 2021 up there. Like, give me something. Similar to Blade Runner, what they did with the new Blade Runner. How it was 2021 effects with, you know, eh, 80s effects. But that was a reboot. So that, you know. No, no, it wasn't. It was a continuation. Oh, that was it. That was I'm sorry. Yep, yep. And I agree. I I totally agree with you, Jim. Dude, like. The idea of continuations over reboots, especially with something like if something was like bad, I'm okay if you want to reboot it. But if you have like a link to something and like you always enjoyed it as a child, like if someone ever said like, "Hey, we're gonna reboot Ferris Bueller," I was like, "No, you're not." No, you're not. <laughs> like I like, like I'm gonna, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm gonna give an example. Like I liked the Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall. Oh, 100%. I hated the reboot. I've never even seen it, Jim. It's don't. <laughs> it's just it, or Judge Dredd. I hated the the reboot of Judge Dredd. Oh, I heard the Judge Dredd reboot was fantastic. I though. didn't like it. I liked you know the. Yeah. I guess it's Judge more, Dredd something where it's just like uh, I could I could take a reboot of that. Yeah, I like the original. The but problem this, is he wasn't very close to the comic. Like he wasn't. You you've read some of that too, right? Judge Dredd. A little bit, yeah. Not much. Uh, I think I think uh, Bojo is the big one. He is, yeah. But yeah, I mean, let's let's see a part two to this movie. Uh, Last <laughs> Star Fighter it. two. Let's do it. All right. Well, this is probably going to be one of the shortest episodes we've had in a while. Probably. I I've, I've hope I hope I haven't scared away um, listeners going forward. Um, <laughs> I do want to let you guys know before we close it out. So we do have we have surpassed a hundred uh, subscribers. I don't know where we're exactly out at right now, but it's like maybe 107 or something like we, that. We just got a new one a few minutes ago. Nice. Oh, awesome. So Thank you whoever have- that was. <laughs> we do have a, a giveaway. Actually, you know what? I think I, I, I it popped up. I'm gonna Bell, give this a Bell, shout out. Bell stop. Bell. Um, let's see. It was Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy, you're the man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for commenting. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, so there you go. Shout shout out done. Um, <laughs> but we will be doing. Uh, we're doing a giveaway. Uh, it's going to be for, I don't have it in here, but <laughs> it is a, um, it's a Miles Morales GameStop kind of like mystery box thing. It doesn't, I think the only thing missing is a sticker because <laughs> I put that on my sticker door, but um, everything else is in there. You get the pop, you get the Pez figure, you get the um, the keychain, and there's like a pin. So all that you get absolutely free shipped to you. Um, I didn't specify if we would do outside shipping, but if it's not like a thousand dollars, I'll ship it to you, whatever. Um, it's just mainly a thank you guys for supporting us. We're going to do the giveaway on February 5th. Uh, that's Friday, February 5th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll wind up doing like, you know, one of those um, auto generator, what do they call them? Randomizers. Randomizers. And um, yeah, whoever whoever wins will get the box and we'll reach out to you. But um, we still haven't heard anything about our Best of LI 2021. They're apparently still uh, compiling all the votes, but if you ha- did vote and you did vote many times, especially, we thank you guys so much for doing that. We'll keep you posted on what happens there. 
Um, we don't, do we have any other big announcements going on? We have a couple of, uh, you know, you know what happens every time you do that, right? But you don't, because you don't watch the episodes afterwards. I have a fish, a fish, a fish ties. <laughs> no, <laughs> I count, I counter your message. Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, but do you, do you guys have any other announcements? We do have a book club coming back, hopefully. So just so you guys know, we did read ready player two. We <laughs> never, we never reviewed it. I think the consensus was all of us did not like it. So um, it's We're not, not doing it. It's not recommended. We're not doing it. <laughs> we didn't we didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. I don't know. Toy Story might be asleep. Did you enjoy it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so again, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we chose the book, right? What are we doing for the next book? We're well, doing Daredevil. Daredevil: Born Again by Frank Miller. That's right. I got to start reading that. Yeah, it's a fantastic run from the '80s. Like defined a ton of stuff that came after it. Very exciting. Excellent. Um, so maybe we'll actually do that one. We'll do uh, that one. We'll club for that one. <laughs> and uh, and as always, you know, we have a we have a couple more uh, exciting announcement. Um, you know, episodes planned for you guys. Uh, we won't announce them that yet. We'll let them be a little bit of a surprise. But if you're not already. Make sure you're following us on IG and Facebook at LI Comic Guys and at Don't Feed the Geeks Podcast. And if you're listening on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit a thumbs up. Give us, um, you know, a, a way to go, fellas, in the in the comments or say you didn't agree with what we said about the comic books or the dealers or if you're an angry dealer, you can you can reach out to me directly and we can meet in the pizzeria and hash it out. Yeah, or we get a dealer on the show. Or get a dealer on yeah, the show. We, and hash you know, it out. Let's talk we, about yeah. it. Yeah, let, 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 let's get down and dirty. Um, I'm game with that. But um, that's it for me. So you guys have anything else? No, I think we're good. All right, guys. Well, until next time, remember. Don't be the geeks.